Grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Uh, so welcome to There's No Place Like Tara, normally a Stargate First Watch Rewatch podcast, but today we're we talking cast. Star Trek! Star Trek! <laughs> Nothing but Star Trek! I, I know, think I'm, you may be yes. in the wrong. No, trust me, I know. I know. Trust me, I know. Um, so, to the yes, uh, again, Nixie is here with me, Grace, yes. and we have a guest star. Uh, Boyfriend Jesse is joining us for this one. Hi, everybody. Who is my fellow... Uh, uh, you know, Trekkie in this group. And, and again, like I mentioned last week, I'm mostly just here to listen to these two guys. <laughs> <laughs> because I imagine that'll happen. So yeah, we've all recently watched Star Trek Beyond. In fact, I will let Nixie tell how this went down. Uh, yeah, so I, um, I'm a huge Star Trek fan. I think I've mentioned in this that I actually, Star Trek is a first love uh, well beyond Stargate, in fact. Um, I am not one of those who... Even with like with Star Wars, and I don't pretend to be with even Stargate. I'm not one of those. I know the little picky nitpicky details, but I've seen all of Star Trek multiple times. I've always been a Star Trek fan, yada yada yada. So, um, when the first Star Trek Beyond trailer came out, um, I did not judge it. I didn't think negatively mm-hmm. like some people, but I was like, huh. And then Simon Pegg was like, don't worry, <laughs> this isn't what the film's like. So then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to. Go off, and t- I'm going to not watch any more trailers. I'm so going to the, not do research. The one that had sabotage in it. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I was on board. Yeah. Well, I know. Because well, no, I know. you were. Yeah. And because you were. like, <laughs> <laughs> because you yeah. um, And done. So I basically, and I actually did basically the same thing for the last film as well. Okay. Um, I just kind of went in there going. I don't really know much. It's going to be a ride. Sure. Um, so wait, there was a lot of there was a lot of. I don't want to start with the trailer, but there yeah. was a lot of hatred for that trailer. Oh I, my god, people hated the first what? trailer. I totally dug that trailer. I people, thought that was funny. People were like, "This, you know, this isn't Star Trek, and it's too gimmicky, and you know, they're throwing like they they." Well, there's the a thing lot is, of people when that you didn't. hold anything too preciously, exactly. It's you. Nothing will ever exactly. live up to it. So, um. I, uh, we went to see Star Trek, uh, Bartender Nick and I, uh, the night it came out, and (laughs) I, uh, cheered, and I cried, and I'll get into it, and I literally, we had talked about doing a tangent cast about Star Trek beyond this, or beyond, beyond. That's the sequel to Beyond. (laughs) Star Trek beyond this is the Uh, next movie. (laughs) Literally, as the trailers are going, I'm texting Grace in all caps going, watch Star Trek Tangent Cast. I'm furiously scrolling through my phone, hoping to find the actual text message. It was a flurry. I got one, too, actually. I got a Facebook message. It was like 10.30 at night. I'm like, I am sleeping, but okay, I'll go see Star Trek. It's fine. I was like, furiously, I was so enthused. I was so excited. I was, um, this is my favorite of the new Trek films. Um, I mean, this is no Star Trek 4 for me, which I'll admit is like, Star Trek 4 and then First Contact are my favorites, but this is... Those are classics. Holy shit, this is an amazing film. I so love this film. So what do you think about the new ones now? Like, as a whole? Okay, I have... I am a... I I fully understand a lot of longtime fans. I understand their issues and their concerns. I do not understand their outright hatred, but I understand their concerns about the new Trek. I, for one... Am very biased. It you would have had to murder this franchise for me to not love the new films <laughs> because I am someone of like, oh, you're giving me new Star Trek. I'm awesome. Boy. Like Done. I don't sold exactly. Yeah, sold. So, we sold. Know that sold. went in with favorable. Yes, it's gonna be favorable. It's gonna be good because yeah. the fact that it's Star Trek it's, on it. It's, gonna it's be like good. it's like the Star Wars film, like Star and Wars. This 7. is now like, a trilogy, right? This is our third one. This, this is, is our third, third one. one. Yeah, yeah, but you can't. Tri- you, no, this these is aren't these trilogy, are trilogy movies. Trilogy. Okay, that's fair. They yeah. don't get that because even even Star Trek: The Next Generation crew had like what four movies. 
And the original I would say three and a half. Okay. Three and a half. Generations is only half. That has Malcolm McDowell in it. That's a full movie. No, 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 no. When I say it was only a half next gen film, it was half original series film to me. That's okay. That's what I meant by three and a half. No, I love Generations. So now what was your take now on these new movies? Because you're also a way back fan, as I'm calling you guys. I'm a huge just nerd all around, right? So here you have, and I'm going to compare this to the Star Wars franchise that completely wrecked like three, 30 years <laughs> worth of books and canon and stuff that I just loved and said, no, this didn't happen. Yeah. As opposed to J.J. Abrams and crew who came up with this really original idea that said, we're going to do our own thing, but we're not going to completely take a crap on what yeah. you guys love. And they did it in a genius way that if you didn't buy that, you're way too nitpicky. Yeah. Sure. And I, I dig it. I'm not, they, look, Jane Now, what are talking about specifically? Because I know there was a couple scenes that I missed some stuff on. No, this isn't the first film when okay. they, when they basically went Spock Prime and this is a different timeline. Got like it. The, okay. the fact that these are now two separate universes that coexist okay, yes, simultaneously. So you can still enjoy yeah. all of the novels and all yep. the stuff if you're a big Trekkie fan and you're into it or you can just enjoy these for what they are yeah. and right. the, the, the two don't merge. They yeah. don't really Because this is a now a different reality. It's now a different reality. It is it's, it, it fundamentally is a different Kirk. You, okay. you can't compare Chris Pine to William Shatner because yeah. they're, they're two the different Kirks. Ones. And it's the same thing with Spock because Spock's never cried. He cries in every movie now. I know. He never <laughs> cried in the exactly. original. Ever. Well, this new Spock's a little more emotional. He is. Yeah. He's very emotional. He's a little more emo. And they explain the emo of it, too, in the second one. He does. One. Okay. But I, uh, I dig it because it's more Cowboys in Space. Yeah, and that was the uh-huh. original like yeah. original series, William Shatner, first season. Mm-hmm. That was Cowboys in Space. Gotcha. That's wagon, what it was. Literally, wagon Wagons. train to the stars. Exactly. <laughs> That's why Star Trek. So yep. there you go. Oh, I like it. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, again, as someone who is not a fan of the old stuff, and not a fan meaning as in I haven't watched that. You were, in it fact, was like, you were just ignorant. Yeah, I was ignorant to Star Trek. Uh, yeah. The only thing I know is is that there is a Wesley Crusher because I do remember <laughs> catching an episode here or there and thinking that uh, Will Wheaton was cute because Spock Girl didn't. Because, <laughs> to be fair, Will Wheaton's still okay. cute. <laughs> yeah, I okay. still have a crush That's on fair. Will Wheaton. <laughs> I may I have promise. more of a crush now on Will Wheaton than I did when I was younger. <laughs> I promise not to tell Bartender Nick. Uh, <laughs> he knows. But, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I, think, uh, I think Barbara Jesse and I have caught like maybe one and a half episodes of the original now together since we're doing our own little rewatch first watch oh, thing. Okay. Uh, but going into these movies it's just a new fan. Yeah. Uh, I just kind of like the message. I kind of like the way they are relating. There's a lot of political undertone that you yes. can take into these movies. Yes. And there always uh, has been in Trek. Okay. Yeah. And yes. And I do know just based off of um, a 60s class that I took that the kiss with it was Uhura and 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 Kirk, and Kirk in, the, yeah. in the original series, yep. right? That was the first interracial kiss that ever happened on TV. Yes. Well, you know what's great about this series now um, mm-hmm. tonight uh, is that it, originally it was supposed to be Uhura and Spock. And oh. William Shatner, because he's William Shatner, right. yeah, was had like, an ape, had just a that's baby mine. on set. It was like, I'm the hero of the set. <laughs> yeah. And, and Spock's like, but aren't we a crew? And he's like, no, I'm the hero. Yeah, I was yeah. in T.J. Hooker, goddammit. <laughs> to be fair, William Shatner's kind of like that, because William Shatner um, actually came up for this film and was like, so I'm totally available for a cameo. And J.J.'s like, like, no, thank you. No, we'll take okay. a picture. We'll yeah. take a picture. Okay. <laughs> we got you. Yeah. yeah. We're good. We're, we're, Please we're good. Please do not Shatner all over. No, don't shatter our film. No. Um, so, so now we get to see her and Spock's relationship. I see Maybe that. they would have been. Well, that makes sense to me. That yeah. that is how it would play out. Yeah. Because uh, Kirk would be too obvious for her. The Uhura I know. Because based off just these I films, mean, can I just say how much would... I worship Uhura and I love her and like she's way more badass us. in these movies. I mean, she's she awesome is. in the other she one. Is. She's but awesome. But I she's also like, punching people. Like well, I love Zoe yeah. Sandala, but. I worship Nichelle Nichols like a goddess. Like, I love Nichelle Nichols more than I should. Like, <laughs> I love Do you have, like, like, a, a, confessing like, 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 like a secret YouTube stream of her, like, feather dance in one of the, I don't remember which one it was. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, but there's a feather dance. That's Undiscovered Country, I that's think? A, that's Isn't that Discovered Country? Oh, my. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. She strip teases as a distraction. Oh, yeah. Nice. I'm like a mountain with, like, a yeah. moon thing behind. Oh, it is hot, man. Yeah, she is, like, Way to use what you've got. Exactly. And she was, like, 60 when that movie came out. It is awesome. It's awesome. Okay, I'm taking a mental. <laughs> I was like, I feel like she was like, 
hey, Princess Leia, top this. Yeah. <laughs> so you know what's interesting is that... I don't just wear the things. Yeah. I make them dance. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the, there's usually that odd movie Star Trek curse. And I, didn't, yeah, I haven't done the is. math on what these are, but if I'm taking the first one as one, yeah. there's no curse. In fact, the even ones are now the ones that are kind of weaker. Yeah. Because well, this one was a good movie. This was a really good movie. Yeah. I, ha- I did like the last one more than some people did. Um, although I Revenge of Otterface. I like Revenge listen, of Otterface. <laughs> listen, I may be biased in the reason why I like the last because one. Sherlock though, Holmes was in it. Because <laughs> I'm a fan of Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was he in that? Was he in that? Well, I just I yeah. he was such a no name at the time. I know <laughs> he was such a no name. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I, you know, I, I went, we skipped around a little, but we were talking about oh, we're going to skip what all over this. Yeah, was. Um, and this new character, I don't know if she has anything to do with the old stuff, but. Jayla, um, yeah, I love. Now here's my thing. I really new. dig brand what. Uh, so now was this still a J.J. Abrams film, or is this no yes. longer J.J. Because I really like what they're doing with the female leads. I'm I'm pretty sure he still produced is like a producer of these new films. Him okay. and Robert Orsi produced. Yeah, it. so Robert both Orsi. the original writer and him, like one of the yeah. original writers. Yeah, I mean, first of all, yeah. she's a badass. But then the fact that she's listening to Public Enemy. Yeah, and, and yes. that's some, and she's that fight the power is yeah. what comes out of. Her yeah, radio exactly. It's pretty badass. Um, a little alone, like let's not even start on the sabotage scene yet. <laughs> no, we're gonna the get there. Just like you know, just fucking around doing her thing, listening to Public Enemy. Now listen, and we... going, I like the beat. I know. Which is like <laughs> fuck yes. <laughs> and I know we talk about we keep talking about like Farscape, and we still have not gotten you watching. Oh my this, gosh! <laughs> but Jayla reminds me so much of Chiana from Farscape. It was that's like all I saw in her character was <laughs> Chiana from Farscape. For any other Farscape fan out there, yeah. This girl was um, just unapologetically herself. Oh, I, 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 I she's I, great. I don't know how else to word that. And, she's, and here's no, the thing. No, I, to, to bring another uh, Beastie Boys line into it, there's no shame in her game. No. <laughs> here's the thing that I would kind of hope that we see, and I know this is cliche, but this is just the type of cliche that I like to see in my Star Trek. She's going off to the Academy. I oh, want yeah. her in, like, skip a movie, whatever, like five years down the line. I want her to be on the Enterprise. I want to be Stacia Enterprise. Like, she's a new character now in the Enterprise. Why wouldn't she? I mean, she basically saved their ass. Well, to be fair, they just can put her wherever they want to put her in the you know, Starfleet. But. I, I guess it would be Well, she would big. want a great counterpoint to Kirk in that because Kirk's yeah. gone from this guy who was like, I'm going to do what I want. Yeah. I do what I want to like being like, well, maybe I should follow some rules. Yeah, there maybe. There are yeah. a couple rules that should probably be followed. Probably. Like, Tribbles with healing factors aren't always going to be around, <laughs> so I should probably do something right for a change. Yeah. And then she's going to come on and be like, I don't follow any rules, and he's going to be like, well, I used to be like that. Yeah, that shit doesn't work out so you so <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, just just come on, just follow the rules. <laughs> so I think that would be a great counterpoint to, to see him grow. So kind of like to take her on as his apprentice, being like, hey, I've been where you've been yeah. mentally. I dig that. Can I just, as we were talking vaguely about the music, but not actually talking about the music. Yes. Um, so Rihanna does the song during the credits. Yes. Yeah, thing yeah. I did not know, Rihanna's a giant Star Trek fan, which is wow. why she did that song. Well, the uh-huh. thing is, I think Sia wrote it, which makes sense because it's yeah. beautiful. Uh, but yeah, I had no idea. I didn't know Rihanna was, uh, she's apparently, like, she grew up watching it with her, like her dad or someone. And now I like Rihanna. Yeah, yeah. it would, yeah. I think it happens a lot of African-American like singers and entertainment yeah. that they say Star Trek because you had the first yeah. black oh, actress on yeah. there. Yeah. And like, Nichols, she had a job, she was chilling. Yep, like, yeah. Everybody loves uh, Girls are badass. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. I dig that. Uh, um, Go ahead. Go, no, I was just going to say that because we're again we were talking about the music and then we were talking vaguely about the writing. Um, I love Simon Pegg. Thank you so much, Simon Pegg, for yeah. Yeah. like he was amazing. And also, okay, he's a little bit magic right now. He's magic, and here's As the thing: in everything he's touching is kind of like, yeah, this works. So yeah. there was one, and this is a complete personal not beef, but like twerk that I had in in the new films is because. The, there was an actor that I really, really wanted to play Scotty okay. who was not cast because of Simon because it went to Simon Pegg. I really, really wanted Paul McGillian to play Scotty. Um, he's an actor. He he played Ernest in Terminator Tantalus. He oh. comes back and he's in Stargate Atlantis. Um, he is a Scottish Canadian actor and he was actually the um, James Dewan's family. Like this is who they 
wanted to play. He looks like a young Scotty. He has the attitude of a young Scotty. Even his character in Stargate Atlantis has the personality of Scotty. Like, he basically is Scotty. And I, but maybe that's why. Maybe he's too obvious of a choice. Well, he's 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 not necessarily a well-known actor. And okay. I see and I see why they cast Simon Pegg as Scotty. Oh, yeah. He was Funny. great. You yeah. Get, yeah. Exactly. Money for, yeah. Um, yeah. But... For the first couple films, I wasn't seeing the Scotty that I wanted to see on That's the screen, and yeah. and part of me wants to say in this film, my Scotty was there, okay, like the Scotty I, gotcha. I wanted because Scotty's one of my favorite characters. Yeah. Um, and I well, he's funny, and ultimately, yeah, in every situation. Well, he's but he's he's funny, to but he's like to our Stargate people. He's yeah, Jack he's he is he's Jack O'Neill. Yeah, and so I feel. You know, in the first, especially in the second film, uh, Scotty was put in these positions that I don't necess- didn't necessarily see Scotty being in. Okay. Like um, the whole time he was off, he like when he left the Enterprise and things like this. Yeah, so that's weird. I feel like in here that I feel that Simon knows Scotty, and so he was able to put that back into the script. Now, is this the first film that Simon Pegg wrote on? Yes. Yeah. So maybe first that Trek might one. have something and to do with that. And that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I feel like he was, he knows Scotty, and so he was able to put Scotty back, because this episode, this movie, this Scotty, it's one of my most exciting things. That yeah. I got Scotty back. Yeah. That was, fair. like, my missing piece. I can't imagine what this must be to be Simon Pegg, just to be this dude who's made some stuff that's yeah. good, interesting. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, people like what he does, and he's funny, and then now he's in Star Trek, and he's in Star Wars. Yeah. And granted, he's covered under a lot of prosthetics yeah, but still. and makeup, but but I can't imagine what it must be like to just to be because this dude. He's I want like to ask hardcore him, like, nerd. How do you feel right now? Like yeah. I just want to ask him. How do you? How do you? You need to watch Spaced. Yes, oh, you need, you to, need watch to watch Spaced. And you also need to read his autobiography if you haven't read it. <laughs> yeah. I have not. He is like he is our level nerd, if not more. But, he, yeah. He has this great moment in space, and again, it's a Star Wars reference where the Phantom Menace comes out <laughs> in between the first and second series. Okay. And at the beginning of the first episode, you could see him like they mentioned Star Wars, and he just gets this real look on his face. Yeah. And then there's a scene of him burning all of his Star Wars yes. memorabilia so to good. the tone to like the musical cue of the end of Return of the Jedi. Yeah. And it's it's oh like, it's, it's so brilliant. Good. It's brilliant. It's yeah, so I just, I'd love to just be like, what's the deal, dude? Are you, are you alive right now? How yeah. do you, how do, how do you breathe? breathe through this? How are you yeah. living, you bro? <laughs> but I'm, yeah, I'm sure that he's really grateful. But yeah, it's, listen, I like the film for reasons that have nothing to do with Star Trek. Yeah. I love the film because of this, this sense of unity that, that's what makes, pulls them through this. The, you know, the generic thought of, uh, you, the only way to get through this is together. I wish I remembered the line exactly, but he he mentioned something about not being able to do things alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish I, I, God, I, I know. Wish I knew what it was. You need exactly, like the transcript of the movie to yeah, watch on repeat. Really? Yeah, I need to watch it like three more times. But there's a specific thing where it's like where uh, our bad guy crawl. I'm just going to call him Idris Elba. Yeah, Idris Elba tells us, you know, your weakness is that you are, you know, you care about your people or whatever, yeah. or something to to paraphrase that. But he's like, no, that's kind of what's going to push us through this. Yeah. And, and it is, and it's what gets him through every moment, and it's what gets him to this big, awesome scene with mm-hmm. Sabotage playing in the background. Yeah. <laughs> Can I just say how amazing a swarming enemy is? Because that's like... With the bees, yeah. A really fantastic, hard-to-beat enemy. It's kind of genius. Yeah, well, I love that they don't... explain it to us yeah. too much. They just have Jayla be like, yeah, he's got these bees. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I get it. I'm with you. Let's keep yeah. rolling. Let's, Let's keep not rolling. spend yeah. too much time explaining what the enemy, like in a, in a Bond fashion way, where you're oh, like, see, well, here's what I'm doing. I don't, I won't admit that I don't love my dad sometimes. It's, yeah, and see, I like that it pushes the movie onto other things. It gives yeah. room for other content so that we don't have but to But we've already explain. established that I'm the more tech-oriented. <laughs> I want to understand the why. Yeah, no. I'm like, um, bees got it. Let's keep yeah. moving. Well, yeah. I want to I talk about the sabotage scene because we're, we're skirting around it, but it's, we, I yeah. think we should yeah. just nail it down at this point. <laughs> sure. Here we have this great, because there's a lot of movies that came out this year, and they, they're they decent comic book or science fiction movies, but mm-hmm. they're not great movies. Mm-hmm. Here we have a movie that in the beginning of the first act, I was a little like, okay, we're hitting it on the nose. This is the theme. This is yeah. what we're And I'm wondering why. It is the strongest third act I've ever seen yeah. in a movie this year. It's it great. Blows it because you have this moment where it's a callback to the first movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I'm sitting there waiting for it because the scene in the trailer when they introduce Sabotage 
is not the is the scene where they in the movie they actually introduce public enemy. Yeah. yeah. So you're like, I'm like, okay, well now I didn't get my sabotage. Now, I know. Now I'm hurt yeah. inside. I know. What did you do to me? Yeah. And then we have this moment where it actually feels like Star Trek. They're coming up with this completely together, this completely stupid unrealistic yeah. solution in the ship yeah. to a problem. Exactly. And and it's like a technical thing and they're yep, going yep, through yep. and there's tactics involved and like UHF and you're like, wait a minute, that's radio. And he goes, sabotage. And it's, I'm getting goosebumps. It's I know. So it's right so now. good. Well, it's, it works it's, on it's, every level. I also just love how oh, they're like, have you picked your music yet? Like, and yeah. it's Jayla like trying to pick her favorite track. Yeah, to she's like, I'll get into it because not only <laughs> is it going to work for this technical sense, it is literally the name of the song <laughs> is what we're getting that and also it's edited as someone is kind of a geek for editing the, the, the beats oh, that we hit the on beats are, are great. hit on every single like yeah. shot changes and oh, it's, I know. it's just beautiful and then it's, it's surfing with a starship through yes. the thing and it's yeah. like oh this is awesome this is the best thing I've ever yeah. seen it's in my so whole life good. and, yeah. and then as, as a you know a music nerd myself uh, the idea this whole overlying theme so uh, Adam Yacht who was uh, MCA of yeah. Beastie Boys yeah, yeah. Uh, one of our main dudes uh, passed away uh, I want to say about four or five years ago sounds about uh, right yeah and, um, you know, he spent a lot of his youth just being Beastie Boys, and then he produced a bunch of stuff, and then he and he, uh, he became a, a Buddhist, uh, and then he started to do things. He became an activist, a mm-hmm. humanitarian, all these other things. Uh, before he died, there's this, this huge uh, thing where he didn't want any of his music used in advertising. Yeah. Didn't want his music used to sell stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the way I kind of make this work for myself is it's used in this movie. It's not used to sell this movie. No. But there is this theme throughout this movie that is a lot of what he was for. Uh-huh. You know, he was a humanitarian. He yeah. was a big uh, part of the Tibetan freedom movement. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a big supporter of um, Muslim American rights and, mm-hmm. and he saw things going. He's like, hey, we're, there's just a lot of these negative things happening. Yeah. We need to figure out how to be ambassadors and how to work together and, and remember that we're hope all- of Star Trek! And yeah. like, this is this idea of unity. And so, uh, you know, this, uh, I'm totally gonna cry while I was telling you this story. <laughs> But the idea that this men's music is now carried, like, into the future. Yes. Like, legit into the future and yep. is part of, of this movement. How yeah. beautiful is that? And I that's wonder awesome. what our other guys, what Mike D and Ad-Rock would think of this. Yeah. I wonder that's if that's how Simon Pegg approached it to Mike D and Ad-Rock and was like, this is why yeah. you should have this song. Maybe. I, I, and literally was just like, went back in time, or went forward in time, <laughs> found you, <laughs> recorded it, and said, this is why. <laughs> this is what because people will think. I would love to think that that's part of it. And and that that moved me personally as a big, yeah. big fan just of music in general and of, of you know, this yeah. had a mission. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I have a couple... <laughs> After that beautiful touching piece, <laughs> because I have a touching piece to get to, uh, but it's not I nearly as worded yeah. as phrased, but I have a couple, like, cool facts that I okay. heard. Oh, right on. Let's so apparently, it. first of all, uh, please sell the mug that Kirk, like, heroically has as he comes out of the turbo lift in the beginning of the movie, because I will buy the shit out of that oh. mug. Oh, yeah. He's and, like, you literally, you put that in for advertising to sell it. Just yeah. do that. Give it to me. Just give, give me. me. You, yeah. That's when you just throw your money at that movie. <laughs> <laughs> give it. Hey, give that to, I'm going to reach it. Give that to me right now. <laughs> um, and also, apparently, this is um, coming up in September is the 50th anniversary of Star Trek, um, which oh. means a lot to me. Um, and apparently, and in, in celebration of the 50th anniversary there were 50 new aliens oh. um like premiered in this film really? that's so cool 50 new types of aliens whether their backgrounds or interaction and like i could t- like i did notice yeah. that there were a lot more like alien Different creatures yeah. there was 50 apparently 50 new aliens for the 50 years of that's Star Trek. so freaking cool um and the one that actually got me the most which I heard it, and I had to think about it for a second, and then I got goosebumps um, shortly after the film started, is that the opening um, Captain's Log by Kirk, he's talking about how they're in the middle of their five-year mission, and it's become episodic type thing, (laughs) but he says that they are 966 days into their mission. Was that? 966, September of 1966, oh, is when Star Trek premiered. That's really cool. Right and I was like, because it was 966, I'm like, that's a very random that's number. Specific, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, what would be, I was like, that's September of, yeah, September of 66. Yeah. Right on. I was like, oh, that's all the feels. <laughs> so there's two, there's, okay, there's three moments that got me emotional in this film. Okay. Um... The first one was I got genuinely misty-eyed when 
um, they handed Spock Spock Prime's box. Oh, that had his mm-hmm. names on it. Okay. Um, and I I I didn't I assumed they were going to um, you know, address. I I assumed after Leonard Nimoy's passing, which I will grace witness this oh, firsthand. Yeah. This was, uh, yeah. Leonard Nimoy's death affected me greatly. Yeah. Um, affected me probably as much as like Neil Armstrong's death. Yeah. Well, as much I as Carl this Sagan's wasn't death. Long after Robin Williams's passing, and and I think this was your Robin Williams. Yes. Because yeah. I remember that, and I think Boyfriend Jesse, you were all pretty affected yeah. by that one. Yeah, I Robin was, Williams hurt. Yeah, yeah Robin but Williams Spock hurt. Spock was like, what are you doing? But like, yeah. but like, yeah, Leonard Nimoy hurt me probably ten times or yeah. more than Robin Williams. So, I, again, this is part of the I didn't look, I didn't openly go out and seek knowledge about the film. So mm-hmm. I didn't know if it was public knowledge, if they were going to address it or not, if he was going to pass in-universe or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but I assume there would be some wink or nod. I didn't know it was going to be quite this yeah. blatant. So yeah. I was like, "This not, that's not... That's not subtle. Those are dates. Um, <laughs> that hurts. That hurts. Hard. So I got yeah. misty eyed as he's sitting there in it's what it kind of reminded me of, um, you know, in in uh, in France, when you walk down to, you know, the the water and the river and they have that sort of sub walk along the river part. This okay. isn't making sense to other people, but Not it kind of friends. reminded it, it reminded me. Well, you see in a lot of films and stuff, okay. and they walk along the river, but they go down the steps to get to the river, and they're along the edge of the water. Yeah, okay. so yeah, yeah, but, yeah. And where he got this because it was like the base of where the ship is, and you had the the pillars and everything. Yeah. Kind of reminded me of that. So he kind of had this mood of this like old old timey film with this mood lighting. So it kind of got sure, me there. Yeah. Um, the the second time that got me misty-eyed is obviously the other person that was important nowadays to the Star Trek family is Anton Yelton. Yeah. And the tragedy that happened, like, what, month and a half ago or so? Mm-hmm. Um, and first of all, he was amazing in this film, and I'm right. so glad he got so much to do in this film, but there's a point in the end, at the very, very end, when they're all gathered together in their civvy clothes celebrating this, um, and they raise a glass and they have a toast to the fallen and yeah. in the center of the shot is, is yeah. Anton I and I was that. like hmm. yeah. I wonder if they recut that after they I mean that's have. what I'm thinking I, I wonder if they they just put that shot there and because they had to have done that purposely because he, while he was in the center of the frame and there was a ton of there was like a dozen people in that frame you yeah. only saw one person yeah you only saw well, a lot of it is our perception as well I'm sure exactly yeah. we're yeah. looking for that but now uh, you know, to to come back at this, how do you think they'll treat it from here? What uh, happens next with, there's with one this of, character? There's one of two options for me when it comes to Chekhov, and Chekhov has always been a favorite character of mine. Again, I watched watched the original series when I was young, and mm-hmm. he was literally put in there to be like the Beatles influence, like sure, the, yeah. the young, you know, eye candy for the girls and stuff yeah, like this. The heartthrob. So as he was my favorite besides Scotty, but um, he was also important because he was Russian. He was Russian during, and, uh, during, during the Cold, Cold War, War. Yeah, and they yeah. put him in a TV show. Exactly. And he's like, he's not just hanging out in the background. No, he's, he's like, he's, I'm not flying this, but I'm doing other things. Exactly. Together, yeah. he's very Russian. Yeah. He's not just yeah. a oh, no. little bit Russian. He is all the Russian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's all the Russian. Um, I believe one of the lines, I think it was one of the movies where he was like, you know, scotch was invented in Russia. And I was yeah. like, don't say that to Scotty. <laughs> no, don't, yeah. don't. Um, so I have one, one or two things, and I find both equally as satisfying. I either want um, Chekhov to in between the films on one of their missions, because they're continuing their missions. Mm-hmm. Um, um, to off screen, he does end up dying on right. on a mission in some heroic way, saving right. someone. How else would you want him? Yeah. Exactly, mm-hmm. like and doing something like that. The other way that I think is equally sort of poetic is that you know he, Chekhov is smart. He is bright. He is clearly a gifted member of this of this mm-hmm. crew. Um, I the other part that I'd really like to see is that he ends up getting transferred off the Enterprise. He oh. goes back and maybe he's teaching at the academy. He's on some other ship. He gets promoted. Right. So and he, he lives can, on. Just he not lives on just not where we see him and he goes on and does all these grand things. That's interesting. I what would, would lo- you do with him? I would like to see him recast. 
not not to not not, not to honor Anton Yelton because yeah. obviously he did he was great with the role he, was, yeah, yeah. he broke him out it was he was fantastic and he's a great actor but simply because he wasn't the originator of that role no he wasn't yeah you, you and I forgot the actor's name but he was also in Babylon Five as yes I know and I love him so much and I'm just um it's um. Crap. <laughs> yeah. Keep talking. So, but anyway, I it's I I'd like to see them cast somebody else and just take the character in you know in a new direction and maybe even have like have him cast as somebody else as somebody at like a school or you know like you were saying like that's yeah. you were yeah. saying they they but have I, said that they are not going to recast him they have publicly stated they have that they that? have not recasted him okay. yes um, it's Walter Keating by the way Walter, Walter I don't know how I blinked on that name yeah. because I adore him he's so good at Babylon Five <laughs> he's really good he's now I'm looking into picture now and he really does look like a beetle yeah they cast yeah. him they yeah. gave him that haircut specifically to be a beetle <laughs> yeah. um, and then the, the 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 last part in the film proper which is, I think was the most emotional part for everyone which is I will fully admit that there were tears falling down my face when Spock opens the box and then opens the photograph of the original crew it looks like a cast photo of Star Trek 5 or something like this and I was like Oh, don't do this. No, stay. Don't <laughs> fall here. Stay in that eye tier. Yeah, don't get fall here. Yeah. And I got emotional because of the context of the story because I don't really like this Spock. I'm not really behind him, yeah. especially with, with um, um, Wrath of Otterface or whatever that is. <laughs> I, I, I'm not a huge fan, but it was, it was a great way of saying because at the movie he says... I, I want to follow in Spock's footsteps. Yeah, right. And yet, here he is. He's like, well, that's his footsteps. Exactly. He was a member of this crew for, like, ever. Yeah. They all died, and exactly. he was still a member of Starfleet. He, he's yeah. only, yeah. he only became this diplomat because his crew wasn't here. Yeah. Right. And he, because his whole so race of it, he had so to do it. The yeah. idea of what he thought Spock should be was exactly. wrong. Yeah. yeah. And he had Spock. to learn that. And he came yeah. like that very organically. And then you get this really great callback to, yeah. got it. to that. I'm getting oh, this that is kind of I know. I'm getting yeah. this too. And then... Uh, speaking of pictures real quick, I just want to bring this up. Yeah. Because you had talked about Spock's death. And it didn't hit until there was a meme that came out on the internet. And it showed original series, them sitting in their lounge. Yeah. DeForest Kelly. <gasps> Scott. Yes. Leonard Nimoy. Yep. Kirk all sitting around talking yeah. and then the picture underneath that and it's just Kirk. Yeah. Because Shatner's the only one alive. Because Shatner's the only one And I was so hurt. Okay, yeah. because I don't like Shatner. Yeah. And I'm not even going to say I don't care. I don't like him. But I'm B, not the biggest fan. The especially first season Shatner is good because he gave a crap but anything yeah. after that is just not so much fun. But then it, he's it's just that hurt. Yeah, it, yeah. it hurt because yeah. there's so few left. Of, of yeah. the original series now, um, and it, it's going to be really, it's going to be a dark day when that thing I'm not going to mention is. Um, <laughs> but then, at, at, during the end credits, when they when they pause, and I knew it was coming, and yet yeah. when they pause, and they're, and they dedicated to Leonard Nimoy, and then, and then yeah. they come yeah. again, Anton. and it says to Anton, and I was like, fuck you guys! Yeah. I am not crying! Yeah, there's a lot of heart here, you yeah. know, and, and for me, someone who didn't grow up on this series, uh, it took something like this to get me interested. Yeah, it's this is uh, going to be. We all know that I live in the fields. And I that's where I <laughs> exist in, and and you know the sci-fi part of it isn't what pulls me in every yeah. time. Uh, you know, but I'm learning as I watch Stargate and as I get interested in a couple of these things. There is a lot of heart. There's here. a lot of heart. Um, and, and my goodness, this could this could not be more filled with, with yeah. just feelings. This you is always I mean? this is always going to be a have that tinge of bittersweet to yeah. me when I watch this yeah. on repeats. Um, but you can take comfort in the fact that all these people are immortalized Yeah, They are this forever. That's what I'm saying. It's like a bittersweet. It's like, I'm I'm a happy, tragically sad. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but I'm in, enjoy, I love what came of this. Yeah. yeah. But I think it's, and ultimately it's very fair to say that this movie is a great movie yeah aside from it being a good Star Trek movie I'll let you guys make that call but this to me is just a good fucking movie yeah this (laughs) this felt like man old school adventure of the Enterprise you know it was like a season finale into a season premiere I mean it's not better than some of the original Star Trek movies that came out yes except (laughs) Star Trek 4 I secretly not secretly adore Star Trek 4 you've been pretty open about that yeah I know (laughs) (laughs) listen I know it's not the best Star Trek film but I goddamn love it really it takes place in San Francisco Francisco. yes during like 1980 something and it's it's at the uh, it's at the um, I am nothing if not a narcissistic I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Double 
dumbass on you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's at the it's at the aquarium. Oh, I like that aquarium. Yeah. It's not my favorite because I'm also from the Well, Monterey I also Bay, don't know if it's like the that. actual aquarium or oh, not. Gotcha. Like, I'm not someone who... Can, you'll be able to look at it in a split second and go, that's not the aquarium or that <laughs> is the aquarium. Well, then that's definitely something I will be watching. I mean, here's the thing. They keep humpback whales in a tank at the aquarium, which is not exactly a thing that you can do. I don't think any aquarium can do that. No. <laughs> that movie's got one of the best Scotty moments ever. Oh, my... Yeah. I still do that now. I know exactly. Hello, yeah. computer. He's like, no, use the mouse. And he chucks him. Hello, computer. It's like a keyboard. How quaint. And he cracks his knuckles and he starts like, he starts like grandpa punching single finger the yeah. things in. And then they're like, use the mouse. Hello, computer. Yeah. <laughs> Nuclear vessels. And that's the one I think I told you where they are they on the street. Uhura and Chekhov are on the street and they're and they're like we're, we're looking for the base in Alameda and the you know and oh. everyone is it's like everyone's just ignoring them and the, the yeah. cast the extras are already told to ignore them like you're right. on the street. But one extra who did what she wasn't supposed to do was stopped and they're like, Do you know, you know, we're looking for the base in Alameda? She goes it's across the bay. That's good. It's Alameda. Which is funny because <laughs> as you were telling me this, yeah. I interrupted you and I went, that's not even on the right side of the bay. <laughs> I know. So, so it's very appropriate. Exactly. <laughs> but she said in like a snarky, like, uh, I think it's across the bay. In yeah. Alameda. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking yeah. as you were saying Yeah. It. No, you need to watch Star Trek 4. <laughs> well, that'll happen. That's definitely going to happen. And I'm going to be like, my people. <laughs> you should. You need to watch 2-3. For because if there's anything oh, a trilogy yeah. in Star Trek, you got to watch that. Yeah, that Otherwise, is actually no a trilogy. Idea. Look at all this homework I have. I know. Right. I know. Um, but yeah, ultimately, love this movie. Dig it. Let's watch it again. Yes. Let's do that right now. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> um, so there, there's one other thing I just have to because I, it is a character who, in the original series, mm-hmm. I will admit, um, is not someone who ever. I don't dislike him, but he's not a character that attracted my attention. Is Sulu? Okay. The original series, Sulu was very seemed one dimensional to me. Okay. And I'm sh- for better or for worse, just never got my attention. Okay. Um, Sulu in the new films, I'm like John Cho, you rule, and I love you. And Sulu's awesome. Well, he's pretty dynamic for a man that does a lot of just sitting in that chair. Oh yeah, it's a lot of pretty dynamic acting. He was so great. Like the snark as he's piloting the ship in this film is amazing. Well, the, the nerves of this character to just be like, wait, don't do it yet. Yeah, that scene yeah, where they're dropping I know, and I know. dropping. I've never been more nervous. And you all know what's going to happen. You've I seen know. the scene he's a thousand times. Yeah. I know. He's do it's it, Star but. Trek. They're not going to crash. Yeah. yeah. He's going to be fine. It's all the main yeah. characters are on the ship. Yeah. How long I come active with that bit? It'd be like Seth Logan movie. Yeah. 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 Um, but I also, you know, it, it. I like humanizing all these characters. We got some Sulu backstory. I would like backstory on the rest of the characters too, please. That's fair. You know, well, you know the actual Sulu, uh, George Sakai was was not happy. He was with not. Yeah. No, and I, I he went on somewhere... Facebook, which was like his podium now, exactly, and was like, "That's not what the initial character was." Which I get his point. I do too, but I also disagree with him. But also, so, I, okay, so I don't know the original series, so yeah. yell at me all you want. Yeah, but so you guys talk about Shatner being someone who's very full of himself. Yes. It's kind of the same thing with Takai. He he is. He's kind of become a character in himself. So it's like, well, I don't really care what you think. And I know I haven't watched the original. Maybe I don't have. He comes off. He comes off to me as like in the same way of Shatner. Of I am Star Trek. Yeah. Um, And I know Shatner and him have a lot of beef with each other, probably because for the same reason. Yes. They're probably like looking into each other, the mirror of each other. Yeah. Well, he's got this platform, and he's become sort of this other identity. And he does have a good voice. He He has a great voice, and he's got Um, a great platform. I like some exactly. of the things he says and what he posts, even if it's him or not. But yeah. um, it's funny that he said that because in back to the original movies, and I yeah. know we keep going there, it's but okay. there was they're all connected in, in 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 the search for Spock. Yeah, when he breaks, he breaks somebody out of jail, and I yeah. can't remember who. That is the single gayest phaser. <laughs> I've ever when he flips the guy he's like yeah. Uh, yeah. I have very very weak wrists right now. You guys can't see that, but it's just like uh, and then he does the phaser on the thing, and it's like he's painting something. <laughs> and then she's like, well, maybe he was a little gay. Yeah, you don't know. There's also, here's the thing. The other thing that I'll say is that this was still the mid-60s well, also, on network television. aren't the same characters? No, they're it's not, not the same, same characters. Spot, it's not, would it be exactly. the same Exactly. But I'm also like, 
It was the mid '60s on network television. Like, even if you're he was lucky, gay, he wasn't gay. You're lucky they yeah. got away with a kiss between Spock and Uhura. Like, yeah. you well, it, honestly, I, it was think, a big deal. It yeah. was a big deal. That's, yeah. that's what I learned. We did an entire like session in our history yeah. class on how this was a big deal. I, I know People we're up in arms over it. it I a know very progressive series that yeah. Roddenberry would have been all for having a GLBT character if yeah. they, he could on network television. I'm yeah. sure there's. Probably no way the censors would have allowed that on television. Yeah, he was 60s. that he was that crazy, especially in the sixties. Yeah, oh, he like I will do whatever we want. We'll just yeah. they're in space. Go because mm-hmm. he was like, uh, we should all get along and treat yeah. everyone humanely, yeah. and he would have been all for it. And but there's no way they would have allowed him on network television in the sixties. Like, <laughs> like I said, they're lucky he got away with the kiss between Uhura and and uh, and Kirk. Yeah, that's fair. So. Um, um, I dig, I think we have not given enough love to, uh, what is it? It's one of the Chris's. I always get them all wrong because there's so many of them. Is Chris Pine, is this one? Is this, Kirk? Yeah. Yes, Kirk, yeah. Chris Pine. So, uh, He's awesome. I love this Kirk. I want to awesome. him on a motorcycle. I can watch that all day. I'm going to set that as my screen. I'm sitting <laughs> right here. <laughs> I'm going to watch you Fully on a motorcycle in. all day. <laughs> yeah. I w- there, there, you know, uh, some people say that the sort of... It's I guess it's the backwards of modernization. The 20th century amount that they put into this trek is a bit much. And I was like, oh, come on. No. You don't think Kirk would be riding an antique motorcycle as That's much as exactly he could? That's exactly what he'd please. do. Yeah. Well, and I like that. And, yeah. and I don't know if this is telling of the, the character all the time or not, but he's not the biggest player in saving themselves. Like, yeah. he does no, the most. No, he's he just does, a distraction. Yeah, and I like that he's, he's somehow the most mortal out of all yeah. like the stuff he does is the most like you're gonna get caught you're yeah. in trouble like yeah, yeah, yeah. Never in the and sea. you're the captain yeah, yeah. Like, well, that's what the, I mean you're, playing, yeah. you're like the funny Asian kid in the seed but yeah. you gotta be doing this stuff yeah. well okay so this is and this is a a I really love poss- that about it this is a possible plot point that uh-huh. uh, my family actually pointed out <laughs> as I was on the phone with them yesterday is is they said if Idris Elba is the captain of the Franklin which by the way I assumed very early on in the film, um, they're like, if he's the captain of the of the Franklin, why doesn't he know that the Franklin is intact in one piece on the planet? And mm-hmm. I went, uh, are you, are you, Kirk doesn't stay with his ship in any way, shape, right. or form no. here. I was like, I totally see that he was on the away team trying to save or whatever or do something, and then the ship went down and while he was off planet. He thought it was dead. Well, he's wandering around trying to save his people, and yeah. then he loses himself. In That's the exactly yeah. yeah. He does. He loses who he is. He so, gets lost out there. Yeah, which is the whole thing. But yeah. But lost in so many ways, like as a, he's, he's lost no in longer space. human and no longer yeah. a he's, person. That's a whole nother podcast. I know. Lost in space. I know. So no more shows. We're not that's going well there. Done. We're not going there. Um, but if if so, if we're going, you know, obviously it's going to be another Star Trek film because they're always being a Star Trek film. Um, <laughs> can can the next Star Trek film please be directed by Jonathan Frakes? Because I really want Jonathan Frakes, who plays William T. Riker. He's a director, and he's good. Yeah. All he's I know directed. about Riker is that this is the same beard that yeah. Reverend Jesse is I called yeah. Riker. <laughs> For that <Yeah>. reason. <laughs> he, he's, he's directed previous Star Trek films before. Oh. He's directed the show, he's directed the films, and he's directed a lot of network television. He's directed a ton and a lot of, of, of like, well, cable television. Well, fun to get his And, and he actually is like, if you need a director for it, because they had a couple directors drop out, they're like, if you need a director, I'm here. And they're like... No, we already got someone. I was like, just let the Star Trek guy direct the Star Trek film. Well, that's the thing. They have it so big. Yeah. It's so big. The guy who they directed this one was the guy who directed Fast and the Furious 4 yeah. through 12. I know. So, yeah. really, they want these things four to be... 4 through 87. Yeah. This is well, and that's it's the thing. It's like, they need... To, I, I think it's like, at this point, you take these people on as consultants. Yeah. Because they are not built for I just, the, the massiveness that I have a hunch are. that he could direct a film that big if you give him a chance. Oh, I'm not doubting Franks. Yeah, I'm I not going to doubt so the Franks much. at all. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> but I'm just saying that's why he's not getting it. Yeah, because yeah. Because he does this very small bitch thing. And I even know. First Contact, which is a great movie. And it's very, so good. Yeah. It's, it's one and of the top I mean. ones. I think that's what you can safely, for the suit's sake, yeah. and for the money's sake, is take these people on as consultants yeah. and let the guy do his thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you say, this is our consultant. The fans would yeah. be happy. Oh, yeah, my God. Well, that's what I mean. That's all I it takes. I would be so happy. So, side note. Yes. For my hope. Yes. This the guy who directed this one is doing uh, 
uh, Justice League Part Two. Oh, really? Ooh. Oh, yeah. that sounds that sounds promising. That's his next flick. That's what I heard. So Zack Snyder's got the first one. He's got the second one. So if this promising. is any indication. Hope that's a good one. And I think, <laughs> and I also think in in this film he has proven how he can um, not just oh, and even in, like in eighty thousand Fast and Furious films, he's proven himself that he is can do more than just make a movie. He can take on a franchise that someone else created and yeah. and put his own spin while keeping it firmly rooted in the continuity that has previously been established. Sure. And tell a story. Like, yeah. tell a story. With nuance in it. Exactly. Yeah, there's like, even the first act that I have the issue with, but still, there was some nuance at the yes. end. They had, there were multiple le- levels. So to have that into into anything else that he did would be great. He's I very aware of the Fast and Fu- Furious movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He says, I know what I'm making. Fast and Furious would Fifth, sound really good. Furious. That's I'm not like that. Yeah. He's, well, that's my new restaurant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fast and Furious. Um, and we also know that the next, it's been announced, I believe it's officially been announced that the next Star Trek film will have Chris Hemsworth. And I have nothing against the Fast and the Furious movies. I've watched all of them. I've seen some of and them. And I like them. Um, well, has Chris Hemsworth back as George Kirk. So it's going to be... Thor's coming back? Yeah, Thor's coming back. No more so. Chris's! I'm done with all the Chris's! Uh, just call him Thor. <laughs> Thor. Yeah. So this was so, Thor. Got yeah. Is, is, is a Dr. Cameron from House coming back as... as uh, no clue. As, as her mom? No oh. clue. No clue. All right. Um, so she's still, she's still I around. I know her. Yeah. 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 She played the mom. I did not. Yeah, she, okay. was, all, yeah, yeah. she yeah. was all giving birth and stuff. So it'll be, um, it'll be interesting to... Um, to see how that ends up happening. Also, can we just touch on how how drool I was during the final montage of rebuilding the ship? <laughs> of, and then all, like, the bridge with, like, every wall is a monitor. <laughs> and I was like, I want to live here. Yeah, this is me now. Should be a ride. Also, yeah. everyone is going that to have cool. epilepsy in this yeah. bridge. That would be a fun ride. I want to ride the Enterprise. Right? Uh, Where can we do that? Who rides to that? Uh, that's para- yeah, that's... Shut up. I think they're, they're talking about... It's in, it's, I thought it was going to be in England somewhere. They're actually talking about putting it into like a Paramount Park or something. I see a That'd trip cool. overseas in my future. Let's do this. Go hit Dr. Doctor Who, yeah. to Star Trek. Um, <laughs> so the other, do we have anything else for the movie before I move I on to this good. last moment of Star Trek up. that I have? Uh, no, I'm good. I said. Okay. Yeah. So the last moment of Star Trek is uh, during Comic Con. Oh. They, you know, we knew that uh, CBS was bringing Star <gasps> Trek back. Oh yeah. And it was. I say controversially going to premiere on CBS and then move to exclusively be on the CBS um, like app, pay for app, yes. which yeah. I have issues with considering I subscribe to a number of streaming, streaming uh, subscriptions okay. and I am not fond of subscribing to a extra mm-hmm. one just mm-hmm. to watch Star Trek. Um, but Regardless well, CBS of that, CBS has been very uh, tight with what they yeah. allow streaming. I know they don't have anything on any streaming service. They don't do Hulu. They I know, which is why, which is they're why I'm like, to, yeah, they're trying to capture them. They're market. very scared. I know, they're very scared. But it's the thing of like, I, I, we already pay for three or four different ones. Yeah, and you're making me do an extra one just for you guys, and I'm not yeah. a fan of that. I see where they're coming from. However, done a great. But anyway, we we knew. And they, we know it's going to premiere in January, mm-hmm. um, which I still like. Why the hell aren't you premiering it in September of this year? Because you're idiots. You should have thought of it three months sooner. Um, yeah. Anyway. They're scared. Um, they're very scared. They're very scared. <laughs> they're, very scared. <laughs> they're, very scared. they're very scared. CBS is a very traditionally There are a bunch of people in suits just shaking. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In, in, in yeah. well, they really somewhere. are. Yeah. And we, ba- so we still know... Almost nothing about this series. No. Yeah. We don't know when it's set. We have no cast information. We know who's bringing it to us, and, and that's great. Um, with Brian Fuller, I believe, who yeah, has a his producer. He was a producer. See, yeah. that, now this is interesting because I know Brian Fuller yes. from Pushing Daisy. But he started on Star Trek. Yeah. Oh, see, and the things that I know him from, I'm like, oh, this dude's doing Star Trek? Yeah. So I'm watching because I like Brian Fuller. Yeah, no, he started on Star Trek. I believe he started on Nec- uh, DS9. Really cool. Was it DS9? I think it was DS9. And, and see, the, there's the only word I can think of to describe him is quirky. He's very quirky. He's the Zoe Deschanel. <laughs> exactly. Um, but he also has some other people with him who also have some Star Star Trek chops. Did, didn't they get one of the original writers to come back from like the third season of um, I believe so. Hold up. Um, <laughs> but anyways, they announced the name of um, the new ship and the new series as Star Trek Discovery, the yeah. uh, USS One. Oh shit! 
Hold up. <laughs> I know the name. I know the... Uh, oh, they're not saying. This is a, this is a <laughs> Here's, soft show. I know. I know. Jeopardy theme plays in the background. Final I do a flip-flop tap dance. It was, uh, <laughs> I know. It was... Um, it's there. It's there, Nixie. Go. I know. Go scroll down. Scroll down. You're fine. You're looking. You're, gonna, you're right there. I can <laughs> see it. Here's, here's the detail is that I was looking for the actual number on the ship. It's the NCC 10... Um, three, eight, six, seven, five, three, oh, nine. Anyways, it's the USS Discovery. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I was re- immediately rejoiced at the name of that because I cannot think of a better name for a Star Trek ship than Discovery. Yeah. Um, and I don't care if this is not what they named it after. My mental, like, reason that it's named Discovery uh, is because, well, Enterprise has had a long history of ships named Enterprise. And the sh- the first shuttle was named Enterprise because of Star Trek, oh. and it was the, the USS Enterprise is named Enterprise because the Enterprise is a long. It's been a, it's been a ship name for Ever. hundreds of years. Yeah. yeah, it's been there's always been an Enterprise on the waters basically, mm-hmm. and so they named USS Enterprise, and then they named the shuttle Enterprise after that. Um, Discovery obviously was I know it. Space shuttle. Yeah. Um, and so my retcon, I don't even give a shit if this is not why it was named. To me, it was named Discovery after the space shuttle. And if you try to tell me, I will blatantly ignore you and pretend well, that my I, reason is I the like reason. I like it. It's a subtle nod. Yeah. It's, you know, this back and forth between the, the two things. I um, think that. I'll take it. So I'm really determined to figure <laughs> out what the name of this. Continue talking for a second. <laughs> this is annoying me. And I'm... Well, I... um. I did want to say that again. I don't know anything about Star Trek, but I did watch this trailer, and and the the CG that we saw I was, this right. was a little bit gimmicky. It's the NCC one zero three one. I said one zero three two because I didn't know it was ending with one like the original one, but it's you the NCC one zero three one USS Discovery. Okay. <laughs> now we can end the podcast. Now we can end the podcast. Um, the, the CG looked a little bit cheesy, yes. but I feel like that's on purpose. Uh, I don't necessarily know if it was on purpose. To me, it was more of, we just need to get something out for Comic-Con, okay. and we have our forces directed somewhere else, and this is just something we got I, out really I, quick. I, want, I really, I kind of hope that it's on purpose. I hope it's a little bit cheesy on purpose um but and, and i pretty. and i'm not going to judge the design of the ship yet people basically say that it's the you know federation klingon warbird um of ships uh because it has a unique triangle at the back hmm. um i'm Doesn't not judging look like the ship that they that they do on beyond it's the ship that they the franklin oh, it yeah it looks like the, it sort of does yeah it's got I that think weird it's, flat it's a, because it's a very flat ship yeah um but like i said i'm not judging the design until i see it in action That's um fair. But yeah, I'm. I cannot wait for more information. I will tell you who I personally would love to see as the captain on the USS Discovery. Tell us. Uh, I would like Lucy Lawless to be the captain <laughs> of the USS Discovery. Zena, Warrior Princess herself. Yes. Yes. Let's do it. Basically, because I want a super badass, strong female as the captain of the ship. Okay. You already got one. You have Voyager. She's I know. Awesome. I would like a second one. She's and a not monster. Just one <laughs> token female captain. I would like a second one. All of you the know. female captains. We deserve one. I can stand behind. Uh, you know who I want? I want Kirstie Alley to come back as as, <laughs> as 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 the female Vulcan character from Wrath of Khan. Oh man! And like have like a ham sandwich on the ship. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I can. No, she was in It's a Real Thing. She was Yo, in it. she was actually... I just, you said Kirstie Alley and I laughed because she's, that's what she... she listen, she's busy doing Dancing with the Stars, you guys. You also realize <laughs> that Kelsey Grammer was in Star Trek too, right? Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. This is... My mind is blown. I need, I need He plays a Klingon. I got it. It's okay. Let's try to wrap this up. Let's get Lloyd was here. a Klingon too. Yeah. Yeah, yep. Doc Brown. Yep, Doc Brown's a Klingon. He's like 1.21 Jigonauts of Block Doc. <laughs> And on that note, <laughs> thanks uh, everyone for listening. Thank you. <laughs> yes, live long and prosper, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.